This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Do you want to know what an 18-year-old in America thinks about the Constitution and the issues that we are dealing in the United States? Well, I got an 18-year-old from convincing the states, believe it or not, an emerging leader that can tell us what is going through his generation's mind and why we must support these young patriots to help save America. Got to listen to this. Day five, the last in the series of the Convention of States. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. You're on the Patriot Cause with the Gunny. And today is day five, the final day of Convention of States Week on the Patriot Cause. And believe it or not, I had a lot of choices of great leaders to bring on the podcast today. But I'm going to present to you an outstanding young individual that gets it. He understands what America is. He understands the situation that we're in. And most important, he's doing something about it. He's not sitting on a couch, eating a bunch of bonbons and going, ah, you know, whatever. Well, I guarantee you, if the FBI knocks on his door, he's going to know that at least he tried to save this country. His name is Jacob Faye. And he is an intern. However, I want to use a different terminology. He is an emerging leader in our organization and an emerging leader in America that looks forward to a brighter future and being part of America that the Constitution established instead of a part of tyranny and controlled by the government. Without further ado, Jacob Fay is here with us today, and I would ask you to tell us who is Jacob Fay and what the hell are you doing here? Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor for me to be here. Again, like you said, my name is Jacob Fay. I'm 18 years old, and I grew up in a very conservative Christian family. I was homeschooled, and I think that was such a blessing for me because I was raised in a way that inspired me to take action and to do something about the direction our country was in because we were raised to love America, to love our history. And so that really inspired me. That's something a lot of people don't get. And so going into high school, I knew that I wanted to be politically involved. I, I've loved history. I love our country. And I wanted to do something about the direction our country was heading in. And so, like I said, knew I wanted to be politically involved. And so 
got involved in several organizations, including Patriot Academy. And through Patriot Academy, I discovered Convention of States. And what I loved about Convention of States is that it actually offered a solution because I felt like for a big part of my life, I had a Christian conservative worldview. I wanted to preserve this country. And even though I wanted that, I did nothing about it. I was the kind of person that sat around all day whining and complaining about how this country was heading in the wrong direction. I would watch the news at night and I would just be so disappointed at what was happening with our country. But I never did anything about it. And then Patriot Academy inspired me to do something, but it also directed me to Convention of States. And what I loved about Convention of States is that we have a solution. A lot of organizations that are great, respected organizations, they focus on grievances and problems and issues with the culture that we don't like. And it just makes people upset. It makes people angry about what's happening in America. But Convention of States actually had a plan and a solution to address those issues. And so I love that about Convention of States. Just last year, I was privileged and blessed to come on as an intern working with you actually. And I've just loved it. I love working for a cause, knowing that I get to wake up every day and fight for America. This is not something that I do for myself. And so that has really been a blessing for me, knowing that I'm doing this, I'm working alongside with patriots just like you, doing this all for our country and to preserve America. Awesome. Exactly. And the neat part is there is hope. There's a hope in the the next generation that even though our country and our education system from the public side is trying to circumvent the real values of America. And we as Americans believe that America was founded on the principles that you have freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to protect your family. No matter where you're at in America, we're supposed to be able to have those type of freedoms. However, over the last probably 30 or 40 decades, the government is getting involved and they're turning the tide and trying to change the true values of America. And that is only happening through power of politicians and power of Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, a lot of young people in this country, depending on where you go to school, especially in the private education system, are being told that America is a default or a bad country because of, quote, certain things that this country did. You know, slavery and the things that happened, you know, it happened, but we learned from it. And a lot of a lot of people don't understand America. Believe it or not, was one of the first countries on the planet that actually ended slavery. We fought against the slavery and we turned out as a better country because we were able to reunite the country even past these, quote, slavery days. The the understanding is not being presented. 
it's no longer where you can actually get the history of America and make up your mind and how you feel about it. Do you think you have that opportunity? Do you think that you were presented the ability to, to view the history, the full history of the United States and determine your mind? Or was it because your, your generation was trying to inject into you these, quote, terrible things of America? Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's like that for most people that the culture and the generation and the education system just injects these beliefs into them and they never take the time to study it for themselves. For me, I've always loved history. And so my parents, through homeschooling and a number of different uh, options that we did for learning history, always taught me just an honest version of our history. And so, like you're saying, there are mistakes and we've fallen short of our creed as a nation. So we're definitely not a perfect nation. But when you have just an honest history, you see the bad, you see the ugly, but you also see the good of America. And ultimately, I came to the opinion that the good of America is exceptional. That's what I love to say, that America is an exceptional nation. That doesn't mean we're a perfect nation. That doesn't mean that our people are fundamentally better than other people of the world. But when you study, like you said, the issue of slavery, America was one of the first nations to ban slavery. At the time our nation was created, we had founders who were strongly opposed to slavery who were fundamentally opposed to slavery. And so, yes, slavery was wrong. That doesn't mean that it was okay or anything like that. But compared to the history of the world, America is an exceptional nation. We did exceptionally yep. better than a lot of other nations. We had bad in our history. We've made mistakes. But where we are exceptional is in, uh, in the goodness of America, I believe. And that's because we were founded on a belief that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And so the history of America, in my opinion, has been a thrilling, exciting story of us becoming a more perfect union, trying to live up to our founding. And so we haven't been perfect at it. But it is a story of people who are getting better, who are improving their country, who love their country and want to make America a better place. And so for me personally, yes, it came through just studying history for myself. And when you read books on George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and these founders and you read books on the Civil War, you inevitably, at least for me, you get a, you have a love for American history. And so the public schools, they don't want to focus on the good. They want to focus on the bad. And people leave that education system with a hatred for our history and our hatred for the country today. And so I think it really, if we want to change this, people need to study history for themselves, not just the 1619 Projects version of history, but real history. And you'll find that the schools aren't telling you everything. There is bad mistakes in our history, and that's all the schools are telling you about. But if you get a nuanced, balanced version of our history, when you hear it as it really was, 
you can't help but love America because this country is truly exceptional, unlike any other nation in the history of the world. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't understand is we have sent out more missionaries from America than any other country in the history of the world. Right. It's not just Christian missionaries. It is Jewish. It is Muslims. It is people in this country that understand freedom. And these missionaries go out around this globe and teach people about God, teach them about what it means to be a human being and loving each other. And that is the strength of America. Many of us think that America is this, you know, this platform of we're the most powerful, you know, organization slash country in the world. And we can do whatever we want. No, that's not that's not what America is. What America is, especially from being a U.S. Marine, we look at the United States Marine Corps as the global 911. And we've been used in that situation many times where the president says there's a lot of things going on here. There's tyranny going on here. There's evil people trying to take over these governments, those kind of things. And that's how we get involved is every war that the, that the American people have been in been justified. Absolutely not. And again, it's because of the sin. It's because of the politicians. It's because of multiple reasons that we get involved in places that maybe we shouldn't have gotten involved. But you go back to the Spanish American war, you go back to World war one, World war two, these are wars that were fought on a global scale to protect individual rights from tyranny of these nations. And unfortunately, that tyranny has now ingrained from the inside out of America. And the reason behind that is because of the massive military force and training that we have. And the communists know they cannot take over America from the outside. They can't bring enough tanks and airplanes and ships and stuff to take over America. So they said, we don't have to do that. What we'll do is we'll do a psychological war. And that's where we're at. So my question to you, Jake, is do you see from your age group, do you see this psychological war in America compared to, as you know, history, what it is, do you have a sense that there's a problem between what America is or should be and what is happening in the environment and the society today? Yeah, for sure. I remember studying history and there was a point in my life when I never even knew that anyone in America dared to think that communism was a good thing that socialism wow. was a good thing yeah, because good I studied point. the 20th century history and I knew that communism was a horrible, awful thing. And our men and women risked their lives to fight against it. And then I could hardly believe it when I began looking around and seeing that people wanted socialism, wanted communism, or at least wanted things that always led to communism and the disaster and destruction that comes with it. And I couldn't believe it. And I think what I've decided, I think it is, 
is people don't understand the purpose of our government. They think that our government is designed to basically be our parent, to right. hold our hand, to be in our lives every single day. And you know, for a lot of people, that sounds really good. They want to vote for candidates that promise to always be there for them, that promise to give them everything they need. But when you study history and see how those kinds of governments just become oppressive, they are not the kinds of governments in which freedom can prosper. And so I think a lot of people, because they don't understand history, they don't understand that the government giving them everything they want will eventually lead to communism or socialism, will eventually lead to the tearing down of America as we know it. I mean, we're already on that path. And so I think we need to educate people first, as we were talking about earlier, on the importance of history, just to understand history, but then to associate their political views with an understanding of history. If they combine those things, they could realize that, hey, you know what? I'm voting for this candidate and I'm, I'm doing it only because he promises to be my all in all. He's promising that the government will always be there for me. The government will help me whenever I need it. But most people, if they knew the end result of that, they would want nothing to do with those kinds of candidates. Most people want the federal government to leave them alone. They want to have freedoms. They just don't associate those two things together. They don't realize that by having a government that is always there to help them, to baby them, they inevitably give up some of their freedoms to do that. And so for my generation, I think a lot of people just don't understand. They don't know. And I think we need to re-educate them on the dangers of communism so that they can have a hatred of communism, that they would want nothing to do with it and help them realize that in America, our government was designed to give us freedom. It wasn't designed to give us anything as in rights or, in, or not, not rights, but entitlements. It wasn't designed to give us entitlements or anything like that. It was designed to give us freedom. And that is the purpose of our government. Exactly. And the way the Constitution is writ written is the states is the immediate supporting entity of the citizens. The reason behind that is because you have a direct connection in your state with your representatives, your senators. You don't necessarily have that direct connection with what we call the swamp. Right. And a great example of that is, uh, what's her name? Cortez, right? AOC. Yes. She is being protested by many people in her district in New York because they feel they're not being represented by her. And these are Democrat slash liberal leftist people. The reason behind it, they're feeling what it's like to lose freedom. Right. When people are supposed to be engaged in the actual governance of the people and listen to the people to do what is right. So this is what's going on. And unfortunately, agree or disagree, some people will disagree with what I'm fixing to say, a large, very large percentage of your generation 
and even the generation before you are being sucked in to this entitlement atmosphere, thinking that I don't really have to make an effort in my life as long as the government can provide me all the things that are necessary. Well, from our aspect, you know, inalienable rights was given to us by God, which is in the Constitution. God is the one that gives us those rights, not the federal government. And the right. neat part is we as human beings are naturally socialized individuals where we have friends and family and those things. And less and less people are engaging in their family to help their families and their communities. I think that's where the big breakdown is. It's called selfishness. The generations have turned what I call outward in. They want everything coming to them from the outside in. Look at me. Look at how beautiful I am. Look how famous I am. Look at what I've done. I've accomplished this. I graduated from there. I created the, you know, all these things in my life. You need to look at me. Look how great I am. That is not what America is. That's not what the founding fathers predicted. And so we got to have a country where the people are helping each other. So it's inside out. Right. What I what I want to know is have you run in to the gener your generation and talk to your friends and so forth? Can you feel that maybe we have way too many people that have that self-centered, selfie, you know, attitude where, you know, it's look at what I'm doing today. I'm water skiing and everybody wants to say, yeah, you're water skiing and all that kind of stuff. Instead of going, how can I help you learn to water ski? You see the difference? Right. It's like, I'm, you know, I want to put my talents and my abilities to work to help you to improve yourself instead of look at me and what I can do. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's something that I was definitely caught up in for a huge portion of my life. And it sure. was kind of that feeling of just living for myself. You'd wake up every day, do what you have to do and what you want to do and nothing more. And I think so many people, I, I think it's because we've become so comfortable in America. A lot of people, if they really felt like, and we've seen this over the last year with the pandemic and the government overstepping its bounds, if they really felt like their liberties were in danger, they would probably do something about it. But they've become so comfortable that they're more than fine with just sitting around and it's all about them. It's about how people can benefit me. And that, that reminds me of the John F. Kennedy quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for you your can country. Do for your country. Absolutely. Right. And so for me, it's a matter of serving people, serving our country. And I, why I think that matters, why I think that's important for me was I had to wake up and I had to realize that there is no satisfaction in just living for myself. I have found the satisfaction in serving others and there's a great purpose. 
I found purpose in knowing that every day I wake up to fight for this country, to serve others. That gives me satisfaction because I feel like that's what God designed us to do. That's what we were made to do. We were made to serve others. And so I think for a lot of people, they, if they would just get involved, if they would look for ways to serve their communities, get involved with their families, there is a great joy and satisfaction that comes from that. Knowing that you are using your life for a purpose. And it's not about, as you like to say, sitting around and eating bonbons. It's not about <laughs> living for yourself, but it's about making this world a better place, fighting for a cause and I love it. It's such an amazing feeling. And I think that if my generation would stop focusing on themselves, a lot of people do that, but then they're unhappy. It's, I, it's, I don't know exactly why, if it's because they're self-conscious or whatever it is, but they're always trying to draw attention to themselves, but it never satisfies them. They're unhappy. But if we could focus on others, I've discovered that it is such an amazing feeling. There is a great satisfaction that comes in doing that. Oh yeah, it's, it's just part of being a human being. When you look at things that are bigger than yourself and see, this is what Convention of States is. When right. I spent 20 years in the Marine Corps, that's what the Marine Corps was to me. I was just, I had a job and I get that. But what I understood was, I'm defending a country. I'm doing something that's bigger than me. I'm part of an organization that by my actions and by what I do, I provide and help freedom for other Americans. Convention of States. That's exactly what we do. Right. It's not a selfishness. It's like, wait a minute. We have a country in dire straits. So we are going to do and progress into an organization of a massive grassroots people that understand America. So we're standing up not for ourselves. We're standing up for our families, for our children, for our grandchildren, and anybody else in this country that just don't get it. So I don't get washed up with the fact that you got the number of people in this country that hate America. You know what? That's your opinion. But America exists. And you're not going to tear it down without a fight. You're not going to take America away from me and my family just because you're ingrained with some type of ideology that feels self-centered that it's about you and that's exactly what communism does it breaks people down it puts them in groups and then they start saying okay you're part of this group now they feel comfortable because they're part of that group what people don't realize is once it's fully implemented then the power becomes part of a very few of the organization of the country and then everybody else is treated exactly the same they're just a bunch of peasants that are there to support the power that's running. And here's the neat part, what I think is interesting. And a lot of young people don't get this. See, what happens is these countries that are in a communist state, what they do is they give you just enough. They give you enough to survive. 
And maybe you complain and they give you just a little bit more. But see, they keep you at that level where you're satisfied. And that, and therefore, you don't have a desire to, to do more and be better. In America, you can have anyone can be born in this country and eventually become president. That is not how it works in a communist regime. You could have the brightest, smartest kid. Could be you, Jacob. You could be president of the United States, but if you were in China, you may be the smartest, intelligent, most individually dedicated to China, and you'll never be leader of China. And that's that's you know that's what it's all about. And a lot of your generation has a hard time understanding, like you're saying, we're kind of sitting in an environment, which is great, by the way. I want to make sure we understand that. It's awesome what America provides you today. It's awesome the comforts and the and what we're able to do to make our lives better in this country. If you've never been to a third world country and seen how millions of people on this planet live, you probably have no clue what you have. You can't appreciate it. You don't understand it. And that is the key. The key is of accepting the blessings that God has presented upon you and to shine to other people to help them. That's the truth, the truth about America. Being part of the Convention of States, how has this year and, and a half or so, how has this changed your life? How has it made you either A, feel better about what you're doing, or it's possible you could you may have come into maybe understanding really what we're facing, how more difficult it is. You know, is it is it something that's that's that has opened your eyes and made you understand that uh, there is a, there's a really there's a real issue, you know, in America and in your life, or are you more on inclined of going? You know what? You know, is what it is. It's really given me an appreciation for the millions of patriots today and throughout all of our history that have fought for this country in the small ways. Starting out in high school, I knew I wanted to be politically involved. And at the time, all I could really think of was an elected official. The people everyone thinks of, the senators, the representatives, the presidents, those were the people that I thought of as fighting for this country, whether good or bad. Those were the people that I thought of as being politically involved. And then being involved with Convention of States has really helped me get an appreciation for the small jobs that millions of people are doing. It may seem small. It may not receive a lot of attention, but they're extremely important. Convention of States is made up of millions of an amazing grassroots army and the people on the team that we get to work with every day. It's really given me an appreciation that this is not just something for the big people that everyone knows their names, the senators, the representatives. This is not just for them. This is something that millions of us of Americans are involved in 
and we can get more and more involved in the little things. We may not, history may not remember our names, but that has been the case throughout all of American history. That, and that's part of the, what's so amazing about America is that there are patriots who are willing to fight, willing to do something, even if they don't receive any credit for it, even if history doesn't remember them for the sacrifices that they made. And so Convention of States has definitely helped me see that, especially in getting to work with our grassroots, which are just amazing people. But also it taught me, as an intern, we went through a class on servant leadership. And I've never really understood before Convention of States the importance of your personal life to the entire nation. If, as we were talking about earlier, everyone at Convention of States were these self-centered individuals, we would never get anywhere. But at Convention of States, just about every single person I've interacted with, we are servant leaders. And that, to me, I never really understood the importance of that. This is not about becoming a big name that everyone knows, everyone recognizes. This is about serving people, serving our country, because we believe that America is worth it, that America is worth fighting for. And so the last thing that I would say about Convention of States is just like I said earlier, Convention of States, it really helped me focus on solutions. Convention of States is a solution A lot of people who have the right political beliefs, who would agree with you and I on a lot of things, do nothing about it. And I was one of those people. They sit around, like I said I did, whining and complaining about how bad this country, how how we're heading in the wrong direction. But then Convention of States taught me to focus on solutions. Convention of States really is a solution And as freedom-loving individuals, as patriots, if we want to win back this country, it's not enough to just sit around and hope that by some magic, our country goes back to the way the Constitution intended it for for it to be. It, It won't do that at this point. We have to look for solutions, and Convention of States is one of those, honestly, the best solution for restoring our constitution, for restoring our government to the country that our founders intended for it to be. It's, it's just amazing to hear the knowledge that you have at your age. Many, many of the, I was a state director for Arkansas with COS. And I, I'd bring in, you know, people that have been around the state legislation and all that for years. And they still don't understand it. They still just look at you like, you know, deer in the headlight look. I'm going, liberty is number one. And if you don't understand that principle, that the government has absolutely no responsibility to control and live your life, then you're not going to get it. You're not going to understand it. And that's what it, it, it absolutely amazes me, Jacob, at 18 years old, that you're grabbing that. You're, you're understanding the value of what liberty is and freedom is. What I want to ask you is this. You have lots of friends. I know you do. I mean, 
you can't be 18 years old in America and not, you know, do social media and, and, and talk to different people. But here's the thing. If you had an opportunity to be in uh, or, or go visit another family and you got the parents and you got their young children, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds, and you're eating dinner. What can you tell them? How can you express to them the importance of America and liberty and what it means that you got to do something, that you can't just allow the, the world to drive you into this everything is kosher atmosphere where your mind thinks that as long as I kind of just do what I want to do, I'm going to be okay. But at some point, that is not how it's going to work out. At some point, you're going to have so much pressure put to you by this tyranny government that it's going to be too late. And when I was talking about Jonathan Viad or Viad in the last podcast, the same thing, if the FBI comes knocking on your door, are you going to go, oh, it's the FBI, come on in, you know, come on in and take whatever you want to take. Or are you going to, you know, when they knock on your door, you're going to look at them going, you got about two heartbeats to get your butt off my property because this is my property. I earned it. I worked for it. And the government ain't taking it. It's really how simple this is. So when you talk to your generation or when you talk to your friends on social media, how do you present Convention of States and how do you present that liberty concept to, to your friends? Yeah, so unfortunately, I don't feel like a lot of young people are very interested in Convention of States. And I think it's because at this point in our lives, a lot of us don't understand why we need to worry about America potentially imploding in 60 years from now. They don't, they, they don't understand that. And what I've noticed is a lot of people, once they get jobs and then retire and have grandchildren, then suddenly they start to be concerned about the future of our country. But for young people, I've, how I've tried to portray Convention of States is the federal government is taking control of our lives, is trying to. And that's something that young people don't want. Perhaps they don't see it that way, but people want to be free. They, that's something that young people naturally want to be free. And so to help them realize, look at other countries, look at Venezuela right now, look at China. Those countries are not nearly free as free as America is. And America is not guaranteed America is not some stagnant reality that will always be just as free as she is today. America could quite potentially in a very short amount of time become just like those other countries like Venezuela, like China. And this is something that will impact our future, whether for good or bad. And so you might as well get involved. It's I would say it's a patriotic duty to do at least something for America, to get involved, to fight for our country. But I'd also tell young people, a big part of this is associating with the right friends, 
than with good people. And for me, I'm blessed to have many friends who are, who feel the same way that I do. And I know this is very rare, but I've had in the past where before an important political event, before the last election, for example, I had some friends and we were like, we really want to do something about this. We feel like we need to do something about this. So we would hop on a call and we would talk about initiatives that we could start. What can we do to impact the election? How can we help call convention of states? How can we be servant leaders? A lot of friends, and this is, I mean, I do this too. There's nothing wrong with it. A lot of friends get together, just have a good time, just have fun. And that's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I love doing that too. But to have friends, to have other young people that feel the same way as you, that want to serve God, who want to serve other people, who want to serve America, and inspire you to be better, inspire you to do the same. And it's a lot of fun for me to have those kinds of friends, knowing that we are working together. We are using our lives for something, as you said earlier, bigger than ourselves to fight for a cause that actually matters. And so that's the advice that I would give to young people. First of all, to recognize that America is not a stagnant reality guaranteed to always be as free as she is today. And she won't be as free if we don't do something about it. And then secondly, to associate with like-minded people, people that feel the same way as you do, that inspire you to be better in your serving of other people and America. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I tell so many people this. I'm, I'm going to be 58 this year. I'm not afraid to hide my, my age. Let me tell you how I was like when I was 19. I was not, or 18 years old. I was getting ready to graduate high school. I didn't know where my life was going. I knew I had to have a job. I knew I couldn't afford to go to college. And I had mentors in my life that were military people, specifically a Marine retired lieutenant colonel. But I will tell you this, at 18 years old, I wasn't worried about America. I didn't have any of this pressure that the young people are facing. I wasn't worried about climate change and all the things that were going on. I was just a kid. I was happy. And so was the rest of us. So we were living life and our worries was, am I going to get a job? Where am I going to work? What is my career going to be when I was 18 years old? So to imagine a person at 18 years old got to think about saving the country. Are you kidding me? Why in the world would an 18 year old have to worry about saving the country? Because it's reality. God dealt the hand. And this is the hand that Jacob and his generation has been handed. Now, the good news is you're not alone. We're not alone. We're doing this fight together throughout generations. Unfortunately, the majority of the fight is from the older generations that live through hard times, live through situations in their lives. I didn't have a big fancy house and a bunch of cars and all that stuff when I grew up. And that's fine. If you do have that, that's fine. But you got to understand, if we don't save this country, your grandkids and your kids are going to be bound 
in shackles to tyranny. So I thank you very much for what you have, what you're doing, what you're going to do, Jacob. You're going to do great things, not only in the organization, but for America. I don't know if someday Jacob Fay's name is going to end up in the Capitol building, but it'd be awesome if it did, or on the Lincoln Memorial saying, these are the patriots that fought the hardest for America today. But I do know this, I'm not worried about my name being anywhere, but I am worried about the actions that I do to get us to that point. And that's a blessing. I feel fortunate that I can stand up as a patriot in America. Because if I was like you're talking about Venezuela or China or Chile or any, you know, Cuba or all these other different countries, you start talking bad about the government, you're going to prison. Yeah. You know, so we have the opportunity, you have the opportunity, and you're doing it. You're doing a great job of it. And don't ever stop letting people in your inner circle, in your family know that I am going to fight for the liberty of myself and every one of you until we're back to self-governing exactly like the Constitution and the founding fathers developed this country to do, and most important, what God gave us as inalienable rights is to be free and have a free will. So you got any last things that you want to say to the great patriots on the Patriot cause? Well, I do just want to thank you again so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And then one final thing to go off my earlier point about surrounding yourself with friends that inspire you to be better. But then also, like you said, I was talking about friends my age, but also I've been blessed to have a lot of mentors in my life. I consider you one of my mentors. And so to bring people like that into your life who have, like you said, a much wider perspective. For me living in eight through 18 years of prosperity, I have to intentionally remind myself that we're not we're not guaranteed to always have this prosperity but if you can associate with people who have much wider knowledge than you who have a much broader perspective than you do they can help you see it like you're saying it's often the older people that are the ones fighting for this country and so I know for me, I know a lot of people like that. So spending time with them will help you get an appreciation for the country that they love, for the country that they fought for. And also just to remind people that this really is an honor to do stuff like this. I find great joy and satisfaction in doing it. We stand in the shadow of giants, of people in our day, Throughout our history, like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ronald Reagan, we are continuing the work to make America a more perfect union that so many amazing heroes in our history, they started that work. And now it is our responsibility to carry that torch of freedom, to finish the job that they started. And so I would encourage people just to get involved. You will, I can guarantee you If you do it with the right heart and the right perspective, 
for the purpose of serving others and serving America, you will find great purpose and joy in it. It will definitely fill you with joy and satisfaction in your life. So I'll just say that. And then again, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a great honor. Awesome. It's my, my pleasure. I'm, I'm thrilled to death that we had the chance to, to connect together on a Patriot cause and don't go away. I know where you live. I know your phone number and we can absolutely do this again. Love to have you back. Take care of yourself, Jacob. And thank you so much for what you do, not only for the nation, but especially what you do for convention estates. Have a great weekend and we'll see you around. Thank you, bud. Have an awesome day. You too. Yes, there is hope with this new generation, but it takes mentorship and a desire to show this new generation that America deserves to be saved and it deserves to have patriots like Jacob Fay. We cannot sit back without teaching our children the history of this country, the foundation of this country, and why America still exists. Because if we don't, it will go away. And the day America falls is the day that the world will be in a massive dark time for society because there will be tyranny all over this planet. Got to do what we're talking about. You got to stand up. You got to show up and you got to speak up. Get off the couch and do something. This is the Gunny out.